If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. Fanboy with Harley Mornstein is a CastBox original produced in partnership with Studio 71. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can listen to Fanboy with Harley Mornstein wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot. I think it's the best. All right, all right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Fanboy. Uh, This is the second podcast episode. Uh, The first one, I spoke about how Halo basically changed my life. And I brought up uh, a a couple stories about my my friend Amir, one of my best friends of all times, chef of Epic Mealtime, and he is here today on the Fanboy podcast with us, me and you, all you people at home or in your car, wherever, I'm rambling, I'm not, can you tell I'm still getting used to this? I'm really still getting used to this. Uh, Amir, intro- I already said your name, you know, say what's up. Well, thank you Harley so much for having me on an episode of uh, Fanboy Podcast, appreciate it. Hope I can bring some uh, knowledge to the game. Uh, you have no choice but to be able to bring some knowledge because I have selected one of your favorite franchises oh, really? for the theme of the episode. Hmm. Um, and now, uh, I'm in here, here, maybe the, I'll call the episode title this. What are you buying? Ah. What are you selling, stranger? Hello, stranger. Hmm. Got some fine items for you to buy. A nice choice. Does he say that? Does he ever say that? Most probably. I think so, yeah. I'm obviously referring to the, uh, the gun salesman from Resident Evil 4. He was never in the other Resident Evil. Nope. Like a, eh? Never. Never, ever. He's exclusive to that Resident Evil. Yep. Um, so just so you guys know some background, Amir, uh, chef of Epic Mealtime. Before Epic Mealtime, I'll let him uh, discuss it a little bit, but uh, he, he loved Resident Evil. He loved Resident Evil games, and uh, I was never good at them. I never figured them out until the fourth one. Uh, before that, those games were just, I was just not that gamer at all. Um, before we dive right into the Resident Evil aspect, maybe Amir, let's touch upon who you are as a gamer. Uh, you used to live in Oklahoma, right? Yeah, I used to live in Oklahoma. I mean, born in Canada, then moved to Oklahoma, then now I'm back in Canada. So, uh, tell me about your tell me about your radio experience. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, uh, when I was big, when I was big into video games, Gears of War was coming out on the Xbox 360. It was coming on Xbox 360, and I was so, so, so passionate about that game. Like, when I saw the early trailers, early gameplay, I was so convinced that was the best-looking game on the planet, in the world. And I just was a big, big fan of the uh, radio station Wild 97.9, which I believe now is Wild 104.9. Not quite sure. Haven't uh, really kept up on that. Whatever. But I... I made it my goal to tell them, like, listen, this game, Gears of War, is coming out and it's going to be the biggest deal. Like, this is a huge game. Like, I've never seen anything like it. And I told them, you got to say something. you got to talk about it. It's just a topic of conversation. And uh, one of the hosts was like, hey, we honestly don't know anything about the game. They weren't gamers at all, your co-hosts. Casual. Very casual. Very casual gamers. So uh, they said... We don't know anything about the game, so why don't you just call us up and just tell us what it's about, and you could just describe it. And I said, I'd be honored to. So I just They gave had... you free reign like that? Yeah, of course, no swearing, don't... Uh, or, you or didn't be... swear much anyways. You don't, you, don't have, you don't have like a sweary type vibe. No. You say some insane things. Yeah. Uh, but you never really swear. Uh, by the way, guys, when I say insane things, one time Amir uh, was arguing with Dave... Dave uh, from Epic Mealtime back in the day, all in good fun, all in good fun. But we were, he was arguing oh. with him and he was like, Dave, I will turn your wife into a puddle. I will turn your wife into a puddle. So uh, that's a pretty messed up thing to say. But then again, there's no swearing in that sentence. No, it's just uh, <laughs> it's a puddle. 
Yeah, turning someone into a puddle is a big deal, though. Uh, so, yeah, they let you get free reign. And what would you do? You just went on, on the radio I and just, you were like, yo, get it with it. Gears of War this is going to light up your blue bit about blues. I would have even find that. But, yeah, I just pretty much gave a description of the game, what kind of game it is, third-person shooter, covers-based system, and just tried to really hype it up. And ever since after that, they said, hey, that was pretty cool. Why don't we just keep doing that every week? So after... I was able to do it for a couple of years, two years, just beyond. Even even when you came back to Montreal, I remember yeah. you getting phone calls at like 7 a.m. We'd be like so cracked out, like killing it all night. And then you'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm getting a call. I got to get a call. I got to get to a phone. Because I have it. to call the radio station in an hour. Yeah, and I, and I just was able to provide a weekly dose of video game knowledge. And it had its own segment, video game, Amir Atari video game expert. Which is what I ended up calling you for a long time. Yeah, I called him a Miratari video game expert for a long time. Um, and it's funny because you did all that hyping up for Gears of War and then Gears of War ended up having probably the hypest marketing behind it regardless True. with that Mad World commercial. After that commercial air, did your other uh, radio hosts, were they like, oh, I saw that game you were talking about on the TV? Yeah, yeah, one of them, uh, the, one of the producers, Nugget, he came in and picked it up. Picked up Gears of War like he's like he got on the. Oh, really? His name was Nugget. Yeah, his name I promise was you, a guy named Nugget loves Gears of War for sure. For um, sure, just Nugget just seems like the type of guy that'll be like, "Oh, I want it, bro. It's got a chainsaw attached to the gun." But enough, sense. enough of that bloodbath. Let's jump back into another bloodbath. Um, what was your first Resident Evil? What was your first Resident Evil experience? First Resident Evil experience was on the PlayStation 1. Like, when the PlayStation 1 was first coming out, Virgin Console. What was, was called the PSX. Yeah. What I was at the Virgin Console, I was at a CompuCentre. You remember CompuCentre back in the day at, the, like, Fairview? And I was there, and it was between the Sega Saturn or the play, PSX, the PlayStation, Ooh, the PlayStation. That was your choice. You could have made a grave error that day. So I went with the PlayStation and it came, my mom only was gonna buy me one game and I had Alien Trilogy in one hand and I had Resident Evil in the other hand. Wow, Resident Evil beat out Alien. That, that You made the right choice. The cover of Resident Evil back in the day had Chris Redfield. His face was like all mangled. Not even Chris Redfield. He's the, insane. He's like turning into a zombie on yeah, the cover almost. You remember that cover? I don't know what they were doing. Guys, this is back in the day. I can't explain it. PSX games, back in the day, the covers were like the size of a DVD box, but it was like 90% cardboard with like a plastic ridge on one side. And they were tall, right? Taller than DVDs. Yeah. It was like a big ass box. And he's on the cover with like an eye popping out. Yeah, exactly. And he has a big shotgun and there's like a spider in the background. And I was just like, okay, this, this is it. This is the one. So I went with it. He kind of looks like Bruce Campbell a bit. Evil Dead. It's got True. that kind of that vibe now that I'm thinking about it. It doesn't look like Chris. He's like yelling. He's got an eye falling out. It looks like he's blasting. Was that? The, I wonder if that was the Japanese cover. But anyway, so you picked up that one. Yeah, so Resident Evil was my first game on PlayStation and the first Resident Evil I ever played. And boy, I'll tell you, I went right to this, right back home, plugged it in, started playing it, and I was immediately scared out of my mind. Like, I, I've never played a game like that before. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Its level of challenge was pretty, pretty intimidating. To be fair, you probably made it harder for yourself by choosing the guy on the cover of the I box. I actually chose the girl. You because chose? Who's the girl? Jill Valentine. Jill Valentine. Jill Valentine. Because just Jill, saying Jill Valentine, don't you just get some goosebumps? Like Jill Valentine. It's a real iconic. It is. I, you know, you know what we really need to do on Epic Mealtime? I just realized we need to make a Jill sandwich. Ah, <laughs> that's a good one. Wouldn't because, that be good? Because that is a throwback to Resident <laughs> Evil 1, where she's about to get crushed so in the Why'd room. you choose Jill Valentine? Why would you? And I, I'm not saying that, like, and to everyone at home, like, like, you have to understand something. In this day and age, people value female representation to a T. They really do. But when I grew up, like, I loved Ripley. I loved Sarah Connor. I never realized there was an issue for these types of things. But when I had the choice in a video game, I wanted to kind of fancy myself as the main protagonist. So I would choose the male if given the choice most of the time. Um, I chose uh, Chris, which makes it harder for you. Uh, what are the advantages when you choose Jill in that game? Jill starts with a gun. That's a huge advantage. And she is the master 
of unlocking. So a lot of doors in the mansion that were locked needed a lockpick. Jill starts with a lockpick. So that made a lot of things easier. While so that's Chris, like that means what are some things? Could you get like a shotgun or whatever with a lockpick? What do you get with that lockpick? Yeah, many items, health and stuff. But. There's some doors, straight up doors required lockpicks to open. Some cases needed a lockpick to open. And it's just Chris had to struggle and get the key. They were called small keys. You just had to find a small key. And the small keys were able to unlock the doors that Jill did not need for do the lockpick. Do you get big keys in that game? Yeah, you do get the mansion keys. But not only that, it's just the fact that if you wanted to carry a small key with you, that would take up an inventory space where Jill, the lockpick, went into a special item where Chris's lighter was. So Chris had a lighter. Jill had a lockpick. What does the lighter do for you, though? The lighter, you were able to light uh, candles, torches. They were able to reveal maps. Some some puzzles did require you to light them and set them on fire. Um, but what, you have, what, like six inventory spaces in this yeah, game? Yeah, you do start the game with a six inventory slot, but I believe there was a side pack that, yes, there was a side pack that does add an additional eight inventory because the shotgun itself is two inventory slots. So Yeah. So, like, my experience of Resident Evil was um, I got it on PlayStation. I remember choosing uh, Jill. I remember walking down, ma making a left in the mansion, That's going the past first. the dining room table, yep. going into that room and seeing a zombie there and missing about 80% of the shots that I took at the zombie. Because you could either aim straight, 45 degrees down, yes. or 45 degrees up. So the only way to get the headshot is you have to get them just within like grabbing range of you and then pull the trigger and you would be able to shoot them, right? Is that, if that I remember is, correctly? That is 100% correct. And I remember just blowing through all my ammo. Not a thing you do in a Resident Evil no, game. No, and Not then on this first zombie and still getting killed a bunch, you know, like having no health. Now I'm holding my like stomach. I have no ammo. And this was the first bad guy. Yeah. And then I remember, I think you go down that hallway... And I think you encounter another zombie or, or one shortly thereafter. And I remember being like, why would this game give me another, like, it felt like a boss battle already. I'm like, what is this? And I, I remember the time I, I, I stopped playing the game. Yes, that happened to me too at one point. What part? I actually, I got stuck. I had no idea what to do. Like, I was constantly moving forward, unlocking more pat, more portions of the mansion and then as every door was locked, I never thought to myself, oh, I got to backtrack. And by backtracking, it activated the game and the game came back alive. It's the part where you go all the way into a court hard with the moon puzzle. You have the full, you have to create the oh, two moons. Oh, I kind of remember this. And then when you go back to the mansion, it goes into a cutscene, and it's a new enemy coming at you right away. And when that happened, I said, oh my God. Something's happening. I, I, it was that. I had to backtrack. And then when I backtrack and that hunter came through the doorway, this green reptile looking thing, I swear to God, I just shut the system off. I got scared. I said, no, never again. No more. These no are more. the alpha hunters, right? Yeah. They're, they're the green three claws. They jump in there. They could decapitate you. They could instantly kill you. There was now, just... these were different enemies. Did you ever play it on, on Sega? Uh, what was it? Sega. What was that last Sega one? The, the good one. Dreamcast. Yeah, it was Resident Evil Code Veronica. Uh, Dreamcast also made a port of Resident Evil 1, didn't they? That was on GameCube, I believe. They oh, did. was it? I remember reading about how those enemies were different on the port, where they looked like ticks with big blades at that. They changed that enemy in the port for some reason. Completely unimportant uh, entirely, but I remember ab abandoning the game when I uh, went down the hallway and the dogs jumped through. Ooh. I was like, I don't need this in my life. Right? I was like, at that point, I tried it much later than you, so I had other options of games to play, and I remember just being like, no, we're done with this now. No. This but... is not the kind of game I, I have. I'm like, you need to be like some 20-year-old genius. At the time, I must have been like, I must have been 12, 13, 14 years old. I'm no more than 14. And especially a game that like, had inventory control, uh, saving. Oh my god, that was so unfair to the young gamer. Yeah. So in Resident Evil, and it's still something they got going these days, Very but true. not for as much, never as much as hard as it was back then, was you needed to keep ink ribbons to save the game. You had to use a ribbon to save the game. So you, like, you would have to use one slot that could have been a health pack 
but instead it's to save your progress, right? They were That's still inventory. Right. And if you didn't save your progress, game over. Game back over. to the back to the main screen. Could be back to the main screen or your previously last save. So could that, be hours back. Yeah, that could that, and that's happened. That has happened, especially if you're trying to go for like one of the uh, S rankings, no saving throughout the whole game. Like you're 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 on another level right there. No, Resident Evil Zero on GameCube. Yep. Was that an original? Yes. Or was that a remake of some game? That was a completely original one when Nintendo got the exclusive rights for six Resident Evil games. I feel like they still kind of might have got robbed on that because they did do no, the... No, they, they gave us Resident Evil 4, though. So it became yeah, and like... that was the last one of the contract. Yeah, oh, so, that was the last one. So they, they were able to get a Resident Evil 1 full remake from the ground up with better character models, better photo-rendered backgrounds, new camera angles, and some new additions as well, like the Crimson Zombies. Then... then on the GameCube, they ported Resident Evil 2 from PlayStation 1. So I swear, it was the old Polygon graphics. Oh, they never remade it? Not even remade. You're just, playing PlayStation 1. Were you mad when you got that? Or well, were you like, when I read the their reviews, I'm like, oh my god, it's true. But I still played through it on GameCube. And then they did the same thing with did Resident it, Evil 3. some improvements? Sometimes like... Uh, like a load times. Frame. Okay, just load times. Just load times would be improved. But load times were a nightmare on PS1. And even just opening the door, like you always, and that was a traditional thing. Every single door you open Resident Evil, you would just go to the door of the frame, the door would open, and you walk through it. A pretty genius loading screen. It, it really was, guys. Like you would go to the door, and then the screen would go black, except for a floating door, just like floating in the ether, just being there. And then you would hear like, as the door would open and boom, boom, like the door yeah. closing. And now you were in the next room and there could be like a zombie right in your face. Or a freaking dog or a, zo or yeah. a freaking big ass spider. Sometimes that would happen. You'd open the door and their spider would be its legs up arching and to attack you. And you'd be like, that's not even fair. You just go back through the door and like, let's be like, let's, let's go back and hope that when I open that door again, his back is to me. Yeah, down and A, quick turn, <laughs> out there. Get the fuck out. So that quick turn existed back then yep. also, right? Yeah, they had that down. So that was fair. So people always said that the uh, the control system of Resident Evil was uh, very important to its success because it kept you basically one step ahead of the zombies, but close enough to like make your heart race. Yeah, it's like you're you're driving a tank. Yeah, you, you, it felt like driving a tank because you always had to like left trigger aim, right trigger shoot. You, you like you always had to move forward. You weren't able to run and shoot. No moving and shooting. Everything had to be kind of well planned out but fair and to add tension and it really did it really did like add tension because you never get past that now i remember going to amir's house when he first got the gamecube and he was like come check it out come check it out because if, if you guys remember correctly uh in the last episode i spoke about how i was choosing between playstation and xbox and i ended up going with xbox i never spoke about how i ended up ga getting gamecube later down the line but um, at this point, which was much before I ever got a GameCube, Amir got the GameCube day of, and, and he was like, come by, check out Resident Evil Zero. And I remember going to Amir's house. Now, I haven't touched a Resident Evil game since the first one, when I abandoned it. I didn't do Resident Evil 2 or Code Veronica. I didn't like that stress. I didn't like that vibe. Um, I, at that point in my life, I was playing like Quake 2. So I went to Amir's house. I'm... Uh, I, uh, watching him play Resident Evil Zero, which at this point I'm playing Halo all my all my life, and I just remember Amir. Who, who's the main character? The guy with the tattoos? Billy. Billy. Is he ever been in a game? Nope. Just that one. Just that one. Still to this day. And who's the girl he's with? Rebecca Chambers. She was in Resident Evil One. This is her before because she was part of a Bravo team. Oh really? Yeah. So I'm watching Amir, and he must have been near End Game. And I'll never forget it, he's got this shotgun. And I see the aiming system. First of all, at the time, the game looked insane. Yeah, really It was really probably one of the best looking games at the time. When GameCube came out the gate swinging back then, and they didn't do the cartoon style, they made the best looking games to an extent. Like, it, it, did, it did put the PlayStation to, uh, to, to shame. And it couldn't do what the Xbox can do, but there were sometimes just these decisions. Remember, Xbox never had any like hardcore Japanese talent beyond Ninja Gaiden and Dead or Alive. That's true. You know, it was a very American system, but this was like, you were watching like Japanese video game architecture at its greatest. I'm looking at this game, I'm like, why does this look better than my Xbox? They, they needed the power. 
And I, I remember Amir, uh, this monster about to come jump at you, and you had the shotgun, and you aimed it to the sky because you could either aim forward, down, or up. Once again, and I remember you aiming almost directly upwards, and this bug or whatever leaping above you, and you shotgun blasting it. And it was like such precise timing that I was like, this game, once again, Resident Evil is not for me. <laughs> it was like, I don't know how you got the... Now in this day and age, I would... In this day and age, I am ready to play Resident Evil Zero on GameCube. I have it for you, man. I have a GameCube. I have a Nintendo Wii at the house and it's backwards compatible. I even have the WaveBird controller. So Tell me all, all, all your whole GameCube setup that you kept because I know you have a couple of goodies. Yeah, on GameCube, I have every single Resident Evil that came out on it. So I got the Resident Evil 1, Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3, Resident Evil Code Veronica, Resident Evil 4. And correct me if I'm wrong. And the Resident Evil Zero. So that was all the six exclusive. You're forgetting something pretty cool. Metal Gear Solid Twin Snake. That's very cool, but you're also forgetting something uh, very cool, Resident Evil. Don't you have that controller? Yeah, I do have the Resident Evil Chainsaw Controller. Amir got the Resident Evil Chainsaw Controller. Google it if you know. It's from the, the chainsaw guy that he carries. Yeah. And, and they had a controller, which was not a comfy controller, but a really badass looking one, right? And even like back then, I was really psychotic when I worked at GameStop. GameStop, I actually bought three, for absolutely no reason, three of those Resident Evil Chainsaw Controllers on GameCube, and then I bought the one that was released on the PlayStation 2. So I had four, just so I could build a pyramid of them. Just I, so that you had something badass happening on your bookshelf, I Yeah, guess. just four of them, like, yeah, 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 we, I bought them all, like, no other customer. Well, fast forward chance. to a month later at EB Games, they're like, what are you selling? This shit. He's like, these Chainsaw Controllers. Yeah, Chainsaw Controllers, who wants it? Ten bucks. <laughs> Back yeah. then, $54. But. Yeah, $54. Bucks, you bring it back, and they're like, we'll give you this uh, empty box for Madden 08. Yeah. <laughs> but it's cool thing. It, like it's, I, and you know what? To this day, I never even used it. Just going off of what reviews on that controller, apparently it had like a ball bearing, so when you aim it up and down, it knew its orientation. Oh, really? Yeah, so. That's interesting. I don't know if it's true. Those people could have been liars. Uh, Definitely could have been liars. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past them. Now... I remember um, going through all of the Resident Evils, abandoning, never playing all of them. Correct me if I'm wrong, Code Veronica is the true sequel to Resident Evil, right? Resident Evil 2. It That's what follow, I heard. It follows the tales of uh, Claire Redfield, what she did after uh, Raccoon City. So, yeah, I feel like it was, it was, it was on the Sega Dreamcast. The uh, Resident Evil Code Veronica, but, but that's it, a big deal. It was that's the a big deal. That game, right? It was the beginning of the. The side stories. Okay. Well, not a numbered sequel, but yeah. a spinoff. Mm -hmm. It was the beginning of them and still following main leads. You still had Chris Redfield in there, additions of other characters. You had Albert Wesker. So you got like a little side story. It's still all wove into the Resident Evil franchise. See, I went, I, my experience was almost backwards retroactively. Because for me, I didn't play any of these games, none of these Resident Evil games, but... Like I said before, it was like Metal Gear Solid and Halo kind of schooled me in gaming. And then when I got good at those, I felt like, you know what, I could beat games. There shouldn't be a game out there I can't beat. Nine-year-olds do it. I'm, I'm 15 years old and I'm smoking weed. I could beat these games now. You know, you're smoking weed. You're like, there isn't a game out there I couldn't accomplish. Oh, yeah. And that's how I felt. I felt like, it, you know what, I'm ready for it. Resident Evil 4 gets announced. I'm like, fuck it. Let's pull the damn trigger. I go to that same place where I rented my Xbox and I rented my PS2 and I bought that fucking GameCube. I bought that GameCube. I got Resident Evil 4. I'm like, now's the time. I put on Resident Evil 4. Wow. And the game starts, cutscenes, it's cool, whatever. First of all, the most beautiful game. Yeah. When that game came out, nothing looked as real as it did. Because even though like... Splinter Cell was out with maybe better lighting and other stuff like that. This game had this realistic aspect to it. And because of the limitations, they were allowed to put hardware in other aspects. I'm talking like I know what the hell I'm talking about. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. The game looked amazing. Yeah. Leon's hair looked incredible. His jacket was looked like leather. And it was so badass. And I just remember walking up to that first house. And I'm like, I got this. I know how to play games. I've been playing Halo. And I go up there to that first house. And there's that guy there oh. tending to the fire. And now I have a flashback 
to my first time playing Resident Evil 1. I'm like, oh, I know this shit. I know this. I've been here. Harley, remember your training. It's 10 years later, Harley. You're a better person now, Harley. Get it together. And I remember that guy tending to that fire, and then he just stands up and he's like, Matalo! And I was like, oh, shit. Like, now, everything you've ever learned in training, ladies and gentlemen, when you are under stress, goes out the window. There's training in that in itself. And I remember pulling out the gun and trying to aim, but it has this, like, it's not a sticky aim. It's like you have to, as far left as you hold the thumbstick is where the aimer will be. It's not like Halo where you can keep going left and it'll keep going left and stop. It's like when you let go of the thumbstick, the gun resets back to the center position. And this guy is like four feet away from me. And I got this clip and I'm trying to shoot him. And my 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 aim is off once again. First time. Slash, slash, all my life is gone. Oof. All my ammo is gone. Ouch. Here I am. I think I'm an advanced gamer. But once again, from Resident Evil 4 to Resident Evil 1, this first zombie that I come across gets the jump on me for no good reason. I waste all my ammo. I feel like I have no health. And I'm like, God damn it, Resident Evil, you did it to me again. And you and you were thrown in against, like, not even the T-Virus zombie. You were going against the Las Plagas. So Las like, Plagas. It's like, you're fighting, like, it's not even fair. It's like the training wheels. You threw them aside, and you're like, fuck, I'm going into the fucking drive the mountain bike no, right they, now. Exactly. You know what? They know the Las Plagas uh, had the ability to use weapons. Yep. They would throw weapons at you. They would... They would gang up on you. They would, cl- you know what? Remember we said we would close the door on on, on zombies. Nah. you could close the door on the T virus. Los Plagas is breaking through the door, and they're like still yelling at you. They'll fucking throw lanterns in there and start to get you out, flush you out. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina, and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music, and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie, and Wrightsville, and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. So. My my whole first day playing Resident Evil 4 was just trying to get to the church bell. Oof. And then the church bell rang and I'm like, that's how it ends? It just ends on me like that? Town meeting. How was uh, how was your first time playing Resident Evil 4? You got any special particular memories of it? When you played Resident Evil 4, did you welcome that change in the franchise? Man, I'll just uh, remember the first time you encountered the chainsaw guy. Oh in God. Resident Evil, like I remember always watching gameplay demos from E3, building up to the release, and I'm like, "Oh, these guys, they got this!" They're like, yeah, Chainsaw Guy, but then when Chainsaw Guy Baghead is actually after you, there's no like your heart drops. Did he and hit you? Did he hit you? Of course, one hit. One, especially the, the crazy one where he's like, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like one touch, you're dead. So crazy. Resident Evil 4 was one of the first games that I've ever seen disrespect the main character, a.k.a. you. And that's when the chainsaw guy, right? You remember yeah. what, they, what happened? Takes your head off, cuts exactly. you Exactly. Everything. It's like you've never, you play a game and you can get hit and your guy goes, oh, and falls and it goes, you died. But in this game, he'll like cut your head off and it's like, grr, grr, and it's like resistance on your neck and your guy's like, oh, and like he cuts through it. There's blood splatter on your screen. Honestly, and it's like you die. It really should have been like you fucked up. Yeah, for re- and especially if you didn't save, you really fucked. Oh up. yeah, exactly. And the save system was similar, right? Wasn't it? Yeah, you still have this one. I don't believe you needed the ink ribbon. You just were able to go to a typewriter. Typewriters, no ribbons needed. Yeah, so they really cut you some slack there. You have the small attaché case, right? And you get the medium, the XL, double XL. So. They cut you some slack there, but still, Chainsaw Guy for sure was a game changer. Even after playing Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, having the feel of something hunt you and chase you, not like Nemesis could hit you with a rocket and you're like, get back up and you're in caution or in danger. But this Chainsaw Guy, nah, Chainsaw touches your body, you're meat. You know what uh, really did me dirty? Uh, I, I'll never forget it. And this, like, Resident Evil was probably the pinnacle of this experience for me is going through that entire game. I finally get my groove. I know what's going on. I know what's good. I know how to do it. Um, and I get to the, 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 basically what I'm saying is the credits roll. And I'm like, God damn, I never shot a single rocket. Yep. And I had two rockets. They did give you two for Resident Evil And 4. I never shot them. Never. I saved them for the last boss. They the were. last boss? I was pretty sure it wasn't the last boss. 
Because if I remember correctly, I'm like, oh, we're playing with the Japanese boys now. I know the last boss is merely just his first form. You know, I was convinced. What was it? It was a helicopter battle, or my. It was a helicopter battle. The guy turns into his body is the center of uh, like a spider creature. He just like yeah, had, he's spider all around. He had to shoot his body, but his his legs would protect him. Yeah, and I remember just finishing it. I beat it, and I was like, "Damn, I really could have used that rocket launcher." I even think you were able to take Krauser out with a single rocket, and it was like the easiest boss fight. You just oh, shoot really? him with a rocket once, and it's over. And it's like even Leon's like, "Yo, that was easy." That's amazing. Krausers, uh, at the time, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, quick time events were not common. They were not common at all. They rarely happened in games. So when the first time a quick time event occurred in gaming was welcomed. We all liked it. We were like, oh, it's so cool. You got to watch the cutscenes because you might have to press A in the middle. Interactive like, cutscenes. Exactly. You're sitting there. Maybe you're about to blaze up or something like you're about uh -huh. to spark. And then all of a sudden, like a big, huge ball rolls out of nowhere in the cutscene. Yeah. And it's your responsibility to dive out of the way. Um, but the quick time event Krauser knife fight. Amazing. Was not... That was far too advanced for that generation of console. I even remember I made like custom saves everywhere in my Resident Evil 4 save data so like I would know like save slot number 23 was Krauser knife fight. Like that that's it. Like all of them were all memories. Resident Evil 4 had some real great video game memories. Yeah, so guys, the Krauser knife fight was Krauser was he was what in the police force with you or he was an ex-marine what was his he was part of your he knew you yeah you were you were together he was part of your division I and guess. what happened he was infected he went in first i believe he was the first drop in there and then he got infected or he was uh double dipping being a good guy and bad guy and he just decided to go bad guy so krauser and you have this knife fight and you're like dodging knife fights and it's like and it's just such a cool moment, um, and I haven't watched it in a minute, so uh, if you guys pull it up and it doesn't hold up to the test of time, just know that it was way cooler when you were uh, blazing and you were 14. Yeah. <laughs> and I, uh, another thing that I, I really enjoyed was when the game was over, it unlocked this mode called Mercenaries. Wow. And they even had the Mercenaries mode in Resident Evil 3 after you beat... Uh, really? Yep, I they, didn't know that. Yep, they and, had Mercenaries And it's mode. in third-person style, slow moving like that. It, but this is with the fixed cameras. So it, what, it's Yeah, that's what I meant, the, the fixed camera, yep, third-person. Yep. Sorry, I meant that, yeah. And it was still this tradition. It was, I think it was Operation Jackal. It was Mercenaries, Operation Jackal, or Jackals. And you were able to choose three of the Mercenaries that went into Raccoon City. And they all had different loadouts, and it was still the same Who tradition. You had, uh, I think, Nikolai... You did have Oscar Liviere, and I think there was a third guy. He's a fat guy. I don't even know who the fuck those guys are. Yeah, they're Resident Evil 3. So, you know, what's interesting to me is then, so when you beat Resident Evil 4 and you saw Mercenaries, you recognized oh, that, yeah. and you were like, oh, yeah, baby, uh, let's yeah. do it. And it was still the traditional nemesis. It was still the time you kill the zombies, but in this one, you had to get from one point of the map to the other and complete and cash out your time. Okay. Whereas so, Resident Evil was to survive. Yeah, and to get the highest ranking you can highest get. Highest ranking. And, and you had to get uh, over 100k, and you would get the next level. Over 120k, and you would unlock a person. Something along those lines. I may be missing it a little bit. But for me, it starts off and you could be Leon. Cool. But then uh, it unlocked other people you know people that we've seen but when for me it unlocked albert wesker and i wasn't that familiar with albert wesker because i deal. didn't do resident evil one yeah he's a big deal he's like basically debatably the biggest deal yeah he's been in almost all of the action could actually say what's his position in resident evil 4 was he in that even resident evil 4 albert he's not wesker. in it eh? no he's what? just in the mercenaries right yeah he's a fan favorite in the mercenaries and in mercenaries he's like fucking neo he's got uh he's got a couple he's just got his long coat and his black glasses and i was just like who the fuck is wesker because i never i never beat any of them and you had this this he had this gun that was one it could one shot baghead and if you shot a crowd of zombies all 10 of them fell and like five of them would lose their heads and uh, he was a badass. And I was like, this guy's so cool. This guy's so cool. Until I unlocked Hunk. 
who I did not know. I didn't know who Hunk was. Hunk was. Hunk's a big deal in the Resident Evil. What's your first exposure to Hunk? Resident Evil 2, after you beat... Uh, tell, the, tell them what the, what Hunk looks like, in case they don't know who Hunk is. Hunk is the sickest looking character model ever. He's like, pretty much your Janice Marine in Goldeneye. He had like, sick SWAT gear. He had a helmet, a gas mask, those red lens visor. The red lens visor, and he had a mp5 or a submachine gun always and he's just like the coolest looking special forces guy out there yeah and every character that you played in uh mercenaries came with like a rifle and a pistol and an assault rifle or like a sniper rifle and a shotgun and a pistol and hunk just came with an mp5 and flashbangs yep and i was like that's such a badass load up for zombies like you know Headshots only. And he had the coolest kill animation, the one-hit kill where you were able to wound him. He just goes behind and breaks the neck. Yeah, so you shoot them you in their do- neck. You shoot them in their knee one time or their face one time, and you could press A, and it breaks their neck. And I only figured this out. You could do that the entire game. Yeah. Except I would never be that close to these zombies. I would have never gone that close to them. So I never went that close. I never knew that. I played through the whole game, never kicking them, never doing any of it. And then I play the game uh, Mercenaries as Hunk, and one time accidentally I break a neck, and I'm like, oh my god, this is it. And you're like invulnerable for a couple of frames when breaking the neck. So I remember just going like, shoot in the head, break neck. Especially when you shoot in the head, break neck. It's like break neck city. Yeah. You drop a flashbang, there's six guys, it's like, let's break all these necks, baby. Yeah, exactly. And then Resident Evil 5. Resident Evil 5. I liked it a lot. Yeah. I liked it. I know people. And I, I, I agree, once you play co-op, changes the vibe. True. And yeah. res, it, it makes it less scary. And Resident Evil 5 played like Resident Evil 4, except instead of being Leon, like a cute little Justin Bieber boy in your leather jacket with your pistol, you're playing Chris Redfield. So right away, you're like three Leons. Yeah, you're, I'm, you're, you're confident. You're, you're, playing, you're playing a guy who survived this. So is Leon. You're, but you're, you're basically, now you're playing like Leon, like if he got hit with gamma radiation and you got really jacked. Really and like, like Chris Redfield, it does not. He's one of the baddest boys out there in the gaming world. I feel like yeah, you know he's, he's super jacked. What was Michonne's name? Ah, shit. Yes, she was good though. She was cool. I believe her name started with an S. Yes, uh, but Silva. No. So, but yeah, but anyways, Chris is basically he's from what the first one right yes resident evil but 1. now it looks like he's been working out every day since resident evil one oh yeah it's a big deal to him he is zombie sh- zombie the umbrella corporation tricell corporation all a big deal like he does not fuck around he's when- jacked you're jacked you're better at shooting you could move and shoot it's like third person controls it's almost closer to gears of war in the way it plays than resident evil 4 and people felt like it was a departure from the horror vibes and more into the action vibes. But I liked it, I thought it was cool, you could play it split screen, and I don't know if you guys at home know this, and Amir, I don't know if you know this, but did you know Resident Evil, the first one on PlayStation 1, was supposed to be a two-player game? Really? Resident Evil, the first one, was supposed to be a two-player game, I know this from doing some research before this podcast. It was supposed to be two players, and I guess that's why they planned it with the two characters. And that's probably why they planned it so that if you take things, what's called zapping? That was in the Resident Evil 2, the zapping. Oh, that was, wasn't in Resident Evil 1? No. So, guys, in Resident Evil 2, if you if you played as one of the characters, uh, uh, if you played, Leon? Yeah, if you started the campaign as Claire or Leon, however you, whoever you played as first would be able to change and alter some doors and unique items that you picked up. So if you, played through, if you played through as Claire and you grabbed the shotgun... The next game you play as Leon, the shotgun is gone because Claire grabbed it, right? Yeah. Okay, uh, there was also supposed to be two other characters in Resident Evil 1. Uh, Dewey, who lent his name to a helicopter pilot in the game, but the, he was initially a character. Brad Vickers. And, and he was supposed to be uh, funny. He was a comedic relief. And uh, a radio operator who was supposed to be huge, a huge radio dude. And his name was Gelzer. And uh, obviously the game took huge inspiration from uh, Dawn of the Dead and George A. Romero. Yes. And did you know he directed the Resident Evil 2 commercial? I do remember that. What was the commercial? I never saw it. Oh, it's, What it's happens in it? so old school. Like 1990, it's just like a person running through a police department. They have like the traditional zombies lurking in the back and hands coming through the door. And you could actually pull up like there's even I think I remember reading it in an Electronic Gaming Monthly magazine. 
when they were covering this article or covering this commercial, they actually had shot for shot, like homage to George A. Romero films that were frame for frame in the commercial. Okay. And then uh, Resident Evil 5, it was good. Uh, it was, you fought the, uh, the like those guys uh, that shot, uh, they had spears that they shot at you. Yeah, this is this thing. You were in Africa, and I remember back then it was like, People didn't make huge public displays of, you know, social justice. But even then, back then, people thought the game was a little racist. A little, I get, I, I, they were like, you're only shooting black people. And someone was like, well, you are also a black girl and you are in Africa. So, yeah. I, I, I just don't want to touch any wrong buttons on that situation. Or that yeah, topic. that's good. That's good. You're Amir- shooting infected. Yeah. Las Plagas, same. You're, it's it's an enemy. Yeah, I just remember that. I just remember that being a moment in time, and then Resident Evil Six. Wow, ambitious. It was ambitious. Hey, what was the big miss there? Trying to have multiple campaigns uh, or something? Yeah, like way too much. But I still welcome to me. And I, they all played differently, right? They all were... like Chris played as Resident Evil Five. Um, who was there was a special then character Leon played more like Resident Evil 2 because it was like not in your face super duper action packed orientated and who was the third one it was like it was com- melee combat almost yeah who, who was that that was a bald headed guy who was Jake, that bald he was a guy? mercenaries he was, was just a mercenary I forget his name but maybe it was Jake could be wrong but he was there with Sherry and both of them all had different mm-hmm. different side characters with them now, before we get into the uh, obvious success of Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, which is nice because it's a shout out to what the game was initially called in Japan, right? Biohazard. Resident Evil, for you guys that don't know it, Resident Evil was initially called Biohazard in Japan. And they got the name Resident Evil because in the USA they held a contest. And the contest winner suggested Resident Evil. And the marketing team was like, delicious, delicious pun. We love it. We love it. It's pretty good. And the head guy was like, I hated it. He was like, I really, he's like, I couldn't even tell you what stupid zombie suggestion I had instead. He goes, I really didn't like Resident Evil. He's like, because it wasn't always going to be in a house. But I'm glad they chose it because it's a great name. Yeah, definitely sticks. Biohazard would have been cool. But um, before we get into Resident Evil 7, Biohazard, I absolutely loved the one on DS. And then they ported it later to... Revelations. Yes. What did they port it to? They brought that to Xbox. What was it on Xbox? We played on controller. Yeah. So on DS, what I did was I bought this controller that, uh, for Nintendo DS that was a second thumbstick. Great purchase. Remember that? Amazing purchase. It was you take your DS and you slide it in and now you have two thumbsticks on your DS. And let's not forget it was 3D also. It was 3D, I was going to say. It was the only time I played Resident Evil 3D before I, I played the VR version in Resident Evil 7. But like that in itself was so cool. I remember playing through that game and being like, yo, this is Resident Evil 4. This is closer to Resident Evil 4 than 5 was and 6 was. And it's because of the hardware limitations, but it resulted in a game that I really liked. I enjoyed it and it was great. And then so much so that when it came out on Xbox, I got it again. Yep. It was definitely. And they had Resident Evil Revelations 2, right? They did make Revelations 2. And that was when he played as Barry. And Barry's from Resident Evil 1, right? He helps you. Yep. And I think Jill's in that one as well. Yeah. Jill's in it too. I just remember, I think you play as almost everyone. You play as Chris in it. Remember the wolves? Yep. Um, so you you basically play as Re- in, as as like a Resident Evil yeah. cast of characters. You go through them, and uh, it was cool. It was fun. If you liked Resident Evil Four, this was cool. Especially now that it was portable. You know, I remember seeing that being like, man, they could port Resident Evil Four to the Switch to the DS. But then I remember thinking, I think we're good. I think Resident Evil Four has been on enough systems now. And even one Resident Evil that escaped me was Resident Evil Gaiden, G A I D E N. It was on the Game Boy, but I never had. I don't even know what the hell that is. Yeah, I never had a Game Boy at that time, but I just remember that was one Resident Evil that escaped me. It sounds like it's mixing two of the hardest games I've ever played into one: Resident Evil and Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. In one, it's like I wouldn't even touch that. I don't even know. I'd love. I'm actually curious. I'm going to try to pull up some footage and educate myself on it. But I just know that was one that evaded me. Uh, there's a lot of Resident Evil games out there. There was, there was. But like, you know what? I, as much as I was always like, Resident Evil should always be Resident Evil 4. That was the best, that was the best, that was the best. 
when I tried Resident Evil 7, I was like, good for you guys, man. You brought it back to like a small section of like a little house. This whole twisted family cannibal thing is so awesome. It was like such pure Resident Evil, even though it was first person. And we weren't Claire, Chris, Leon. Who were we? No one, right? New Newcomer. You were you. Or whoever the hell you are. What, was it you? I think, I think his character might have been Steve. I'm not sure, but I really did love that game. And I loved how it was first person. And I didn't expect that to be something. I didn't think that was going to be a thing that like I would want in that game, the first person style. But it worked. It worked so well. I even I tried it on VR as well, and it worked so well. And it was so beautiful that game, man. That game looked good. Yeah, and I was really thankful that they didn't go the route of like Condemned, where it was a hide and seek game, where you just had to like a, an enemy would see you and you'd have to hide from him and evade him. They gave you the guns in traditional Resident Evil style, but of course, like, like it wasn't Alien Isolation style. You yeah, mean? yeah, exactly. Which, like, by the way, someone suggested. I think it's a great idea. Quick sidetrack, ladies and gentlemen. Sidetrack, sidetrack. Um, what if the guys who made Alien Isolation made a Jurassic Park game? And you're on the park, no guns, just hiding from the raptors and stuff like that, like doing your thing. I would dig it. It would be cool. Eh? I, you I, liked that at Alien Isolation, didn't you? I did like Alien Isolation. I'm a big Alien fan, so it was definitely something I had to dabble with. And it took me a while to beat because it was freaking hard. But after struggling through it, I did beat it. And it's definitely a game to play if you haven't had a chance to play it, especially on PCs. It's a very beautiful game. Yeah. Guys, Amir loves Alien loves Alien, and he also loves Resident Evil. And I just found out today, for the first time in knowing this guy, that it all started when he chose Resident Evil by over Aliens on a hunch. Just having both of those games on PS1, and you made the jump to Resident Evil, and you you found yourself another franchise. Like, Amir, Amir loves this shit. Like, sees every Resident Evil movie on opening day, never misses yeah. them, collects all the shit, loves it. He's got four chainsaw controllers. <laughs> you know, Resident Evil, got, I got umbrella t-shirts, all the all the umbrella gear, all Resident Evil t-shirts, stars, umbrella, however, whatever, I got it. I thought, uh, I thought uh, a, a fun way to close this out would be uh, if you and I uh, recite some of these quotes that I have from Resident Evil, because I don't know if you guys know this, but Resident Evil 2... Um, at the time was a want a record for the most sold copies of a video game in history. It was the highest selling game at 1998. one point. Yeah, 1998. It won another award also. Another award that it won was worst dialogue in a video game. Really? Yeah. So let's just go over this a little uh, right here if you want to go. Um, read this Barry quote out. <laughs> let's start with this one. I'm going to find out what caused Forrest's death. It looks like he was killed by a crow or something. <laughs> Who's Forrest, by the way? Yeah, he was. He was actually killed by by crows. He was uh, on the. He was on one of the balconies where you find the grenade launcher as Jill. Okay. He was there. He had the grenade launcher, and he came back to life. And you have to go put him out of his misery. And he had two magazines on him, two two handgun magazines. Okay, get this one. This one's a good. I like this quote. It's a weapon. It's really powerful, especially against living things. That's I, I think I think he's referring to the acid rounds when Barry when you first link up with Barry. Can I ask a question? Uh, it's a weapon. It's really powerful, especially against living things. By living things, he means all the zombies you're fighting. Yeah, I would. So they're not living. Reanimated. It, right. Right. No. But then it's interesting. What weapon would be really powerful against dead things? Like, what do you mean against living things? Obviously against living things. You're only shooting living things, Barry. And not only that, Barry, they're not even fucking living to begin with. Like, how redundant is it to be like, this is a really good weapon, especially against living things. Would you ever shoot? Would you ever use a weapon on something not living? That's true. But I, one thing a lot of people, not a lot of people, but... In the Resident Evil universe, these weren't zombies. These were bio-weapons. So even though the T-virus hits you, it just turned you into a, a bio-weapon. So you're not technically dead. Yes, exactly. Right. You're just like, it's like you're, uh, whatever. yeah, you're a zombie. So like they, for lack of with a better the word, basic but... needs just to feed and shuffle around. But still really crazy of Barry to be like, yeah. this is a really good weapon. 
especially against living things. And you it's know, like, Barry, you fucking idiot. That's why we don't bring you around. I think like when I got those acid rounds, I just started shooting them at the wall. Like they sucked. I, I never <laughs> they thought they were good. good. Uh, let's try to hear this Wesker quote. Don't be a hard dog to keep under the porch, Barry. <laughs> that is a Wesker quote. I, I feel like that's like such a Japanese direct direct translation quote. Don't be a hard dog to keep under the porch, Barry. And the way Wesker plays out to me is like he's like super clean. Like he'd be the guy in Resident Evil, like he shoots a zombie, he'd be like get some blood on him, he'd be immediately like cleaning it off. Yeah, he's he, like his hair was always so perfect and like he he, he just, was so slick. He was so yeah, he was so slick. First of all, who's wearing sunglasses at night. at night in a zombie attack in a spooky mansion? The bad guy, that's for sure. When I first saw Wesker, I was like, even in the Resident Evil 4, my first time seeing him, I'm like, yo, this guy's the bad guy, right? Eh? I'm like, look at him. Um, and this is funny. This is, uh, this is the reference which you were saying from before this Barry quote. This is Barry to Jill. We should start from the first floor, okay? And Jill, here's a lockpick. It might be handy if you, the master of unlocking, take it with you. Which is, and that's funny because I guess it, it's, I, you could laugh at that dialogue, but it stuck with you because even today you were just like she's the master of unlocking. She, that's it. You believe everything Barry tells you? <laughs> Barry's <laughs> been through some shit. This is a good quote. This is Barry. This is from Barry. That was too close. You're almost a Jill sandwich. You're right, Barry. Thanks for saving my life. That's a big deal. <laughs> Jill that's, sandwich. That's when you get greedy and you take the shotgun off the mantle, but then you triggered a trap that and that slowly lowers yep. the ceiling. And you lose that many times as Chris, but Barry Otto saves you in... As right? Jill. Right. So if you do that as Chris, you grab the shotgun, you will die unless you got the replacement. Correct. The broken one. shotgun. The broken shotgun. That's right. But as Jill, you do it and you're about to die, but Barry saves you and he goes, you were almost a Jill sandwich. Call back to the beginning of the episode, Epic Mealtime needs to make a Jill sandwich. Yes. And we should make it like all zombie episodes, zombie style, you know? Um, I actually always hated hearing this and it, it was the worst part of Resident Evil 4 for me. The, the worst part of Resident Evil came at the best game and it was Leon, help! Uh. Leon, help! It was every time the cult members picked up Claire, it was, it was just like, she would be like, Leon, help! Not Claire, what's her name? Uh, Ashley. Ashley, yeah. Ashley, she killed me. Um, here's another, uh, here's another, uh. Quote here, um, Resident Evil 4, Ashley, are you out of your mind? Leon. I knew you'd be fine if you landed on your butt. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I'll never forget when I beat Resident Evil 4. Yeah? And she offered, like, you saved my life. You know, we can, I'll hook you. Like, it was like she wanted to hook up. But which she, is, does she say that? Is she like, you saved my life. I'll suck your dick now. No, no. On but it was boat. like It's like, a long ride back, Leon, to the land. On the sea, dude, yeah. But it's just like, do you have a girl? Like, she was asking, is there someone? It's like, yeah, there is someone in my life. And she's like, what about a quick suck on the sea, dude? It was, it was, it, it's actually <laughs> very appropriate. Again, like, you just saved this girl's life. Any, I feel any girl would be indebted to any person who saved their life in the, that situation. It's like, yo, quick. <laughs> you sound like a fucking Los Blagas right yeah. there. Let's get a good little quick hookup. And I, 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 I really appreciated and respected that ending. Not like as a. Do you remember Jessica from Resident Evil Revelations? Was she the girl? Remember, she was in the, the diving suit and then she okay. changes? Yeah, mangled. Yeah, yeah, she got mangled. I remember this quote and I thought it was so fucking weird, but here's what she says one point when they call help for help. Me and my sweet ass are on the way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's probably when you picked up a, a recorder, you watched yeah, the vlog. Me and my sweet ass are on the way. Who refers to their own ass as sweet like that? Hey, she was kind of hot. Um, what's your favorite Resident Evil moment, memory, movies included, everything? Well, to hand, when it, just to. Nail the movies. Resident Evil 1, the first movie, is definitely the best in the whole entire franchise. Report. Report. Right. Amir loved that part when all the, the they all came in, looked like, looked like they all looked like Hunk. Hunk. And they grabbed her and she doesn't remember shit and he's like, report. 
report just... and the voice is so like and the music is so sick Marilyn too. Marilyn Manson did the soundtrack. Oh, that was Marilyn Manson. Yeah. It was sick music. He that movie nailed Love it. That is, I would debate maybe the best video game to movie movie. Is there a better video game move to movie movie? It's so hard to say. Like I got to get you back on here for a whole movie episode. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm surprised it's... we kept it just Resident Evil this whole time. All Resident Evil, but if it had to come down to a moment Man, I'm just trying to think of like the cutscenes. The firefight was pretty awesome when that axe was dragging on the ground. Yeah. And you knew that they were about to encounter the zombies. And Amir pointed it out to me. He was like, look at this part, how much money is saved. He's like, you're going to see lots of guns shooting just like up close. Yeah. It like, was just on the gun. It's just like bullets flying out, but actually shooting at nothing. Yeah. Just bullets, just guns, just blasting. That's like uh, the same thing James Cameron did in Aliens. The first attack on the Marines is just panic fire all shooting and on the radio but you actually see none of it giving you the sense of fear like they're they're outnumbered or taken out but man you know what one of my favorite i i love sharks i really love sharks and resident evil really hit a button on me when you're playing resident evil one and you go deep 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 down into the basement and they got fucking sharks in there. Are you still waiting for them to bring sharks out in a big way for Resident Evil? Not that they ever had to, but it was just so crazy to me that sharks, like, they, they nailed it. They got spiders, they got dogs, they got zombies, they got fucking green things attacking you, they know, had birds. You, never, you never have to fight that shark or anything. Oh, yeah. If you stand there, the shark takes you. You have to move. So, like, it was even scary. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to stand here. And then the shark killed me. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then, <laughs> and then like, okay. And then they're swimming around, so they, like, I love sharks, and I thought that was really, really cool. Amir's got a shark tattoo, ladies and gentlemen, just so you know, Amir loves sharks, a big shark boy. I just was so shocked, like, I'd never even Amir's thought, Amir's a like, shark boy, and I'm a lava girl, basically, at the end of the day. <laughs> that's what it comes down to. I just never thought that they could cram everything, all your fears, into one game. And we have not, no announcements for Resident Evil 8 at this point yet, eh? Well, right now, they're just focusing more on the Resident Evil 2 remake. The uh -huh. remastered. And so, that was your favorite Resident Evil. Yeah, Resident Evil 2, man. Like, they really, that that game, especially how you were able to play both campaigns, Claire and Leon, like they did before, but with a zapping system. And things changed. They added the, 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 the Tyrant 101. Um, I look forward to playing Resident Evil now, the remake, because I like the remake. I did try and play Resident Evil 1 remastered. I just... I got it for you if you're willing. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I got them all for you. Yeah, that's true. I just wasn't feeling it really. But uh, for a Resident Evil 8, what do you want from a Resident Evil 8? Do you have anything is, you want from it? This is not talking about Resident Evil 2. This is like... No, just... Resident Evil 2, we're ready for that. Amir's excited. He's maximum excited so for that. It's a Resident Evil 8. Would, would you want anything? Or you just... Do you want whatever they give? Because you could be like that. Sometimes you're just like... Like for me with Star Wars, I don't have any wishes for Episode 9. Give me whatever you give me. I'm happy. I trust you guys. But for Resident Evil, are you like, I want it to be third person. I want to be Leon. I want to be Chris and Leon. Or I want it to be two players. Is there anything there that you love? You're, want? you're dabbling on it all, but I want it to come full circle. It's got to end. Maybe, right? Like, I want, I want it to conclude. And I know That's the commercial. It's like, where's it end? We got to go back to the house. You know, and something like that. But I, Resident Evil's whole span of its franchise starting from 1997 or 1994 i forget the year but starting from there till now like we've met all these characters new and old they've all have been intertwined in this umbrella conspiracy and i just feel like i want them all tonight like I, I wouldn't i would be more than happy you got leon claire chris rebecca Billy. Everyone. It's kind of like, like, you know how like Super Smash Bros has that picture with all those characters? You could do that with Resident Evil people. Yeah, like it's it's got to come. And of course, Umbrella still is there. Like it's, I know it's gone from Umbrella to Tricell to other corporation names, but I just would like to see it come full circle. Like they, usually at the end of a Resident Evil game, it's like, we're not finished. There's still one more thing we have to do. What's that? Umbrella. <laughs> like, you know, so like, Come on, man. Just like, just, yo, full on, you're Chris, you're Leon, you're whoever, you've all been training your whole life, you're all dressed up like fucking hunk, like ready, and you're like, we're storming Umbrella tonight. And the whole game takes place in Umbrella HQ, from the ground up, kind of like the hive in Resident Evil. 
you're at like the bay, like it's like a whole office building all the way up. You know, and Resident Evil has spanned, of course, from video games to movies. They even had the Resident Evil novels, and some of them were original novels, and one of them was called Underworld, where it took place, same idea as the Hive, out in the middle of the desert, and underground they had four different ecosystems. So ice, desert, uh, rainforest, and they were creating newer monsters in that and so like when they infiltrate it's like this isn't like the mansion there's it's a whole different thing there was like different types of t-virus monsters for each each system so like like you said like the big boy they're going for the big boys now like no more mansion no more spencer estate it's like yo we're taking out umbrella mm -hmm. I, I, like, oh, I like that um all right guys you can check out uh, amir uh, on Instagram at Chef Atari. Yes, and uh, thank you so much for having me. Definitely, got, boy. You got any messages for these people? Uh, you know, you just gotta make sure you have your lockpick and enough space in your inventory for that shotgun because it takes two slots. Plus, you gotta carry the shotgun shell, so don't be slacking on. And that. that's a, and that's a metaphor for life, ladies and gentlemen. So remember that. I always keep inventory space for some uh, green herb as well. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> 420, please. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Fanboy with Harley Mornstein. And big shout out to my guest, Amir, one of my best friends of all time. Let's slap high five. Woo! That's a legit one, baby. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit